Holy Father, we, uh, again, we come before you, and uh, we have a business to, to conduct, and uh, Lord, may that be your business. May it not be my will or anybody else's individual will, but your will, Lord. And that's what we've been praying, that we uh, are praying for the Holy Spirit to move, move in our hearts so that we can go forward and, and uh, further the gospel in your name. And may that be the theme of this. And uh, so we uh, ask that you guide us. Um, uh, may we be patient with one another if there's concerns and questions. And uh, may we address those again in your will, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' precious name and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. You can tell my voice is already going. <clears throat> so, um, let me just confess something. Um, I have uh, led a lot of business meetings in the past, not that I'm great at it, but when we hand out materials uh, at a business meeting, usually people will start shuffling through it and getting to the part they're interested in, and I'd like to avoid that if possible, so I don't mean to spoon feed this, but I'd like to minimize the amount of shuffling through and so we can kind of be on the same page together. So I'm going to hand out the report. And then up on the screen, um, I think uh, we're not going to have everything that's in the handout on the screen, so we're going to go through, I think pretty much up on the screen is going to be just... Um, uh, prompting us as we go through the, the, the topics. But I think the first thing we've got up on the screen, screen is the voting. So we're voting for John Simpson as a proposed elder. And has everybody voted? Yes? And you guys have not. And anybody that hasn't voted, could you, it might be easiest to, yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. It's a simple yes, no. Yes, uh-huh, well, the, the um, um, absentee ba ballots were announced a couple weeks ago, and so that's already happened. Yeah, we're voting today for... Now, if you've already voted by absentee ballot, don't vote again. <laughs> oh, we left out our secretary. Now, does everybody have this document? Oh, okay. All right. And everybody's voted. Do we want to, uh, point of order, do we want to um, review that vote now or do we wait until it's all tallied? And Tammy, when you're ready to announce it, would you give us a thumbs up? Okay. All right. So, um, the first thing 
should be pastor's report. So I'll hand it to you, Scott. Well, we're all really good readers, so I'm going to let you all read this on your own. Um, and then if you have any questions about it, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, but really focusing on what I want to turn our attention to is this casting a vision for the upcoming year. So this upcoming year, um, upon Easter, when I returned from sabbatical, um, and I know that there, I don't do you want to entertain questions about that right now? Sure. Um, so I know that there are some questions about that, but when I return from sabbatical, we're going to be, um, during this resurrection season, we're going to be starting our next year's theme for um, our preaching and teaching, and that's going to be Jesus is greater. He's a greater prophet, he's a greater priest, and he's a greater king. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of this year's theme. We walked by it every time he came in, so because he's a, he's resurrected, he's alive, we are sent. Aha! So that was this year's theme. And all of our preaching and teaching aligned with that. Um, next year, and all of our preaching and teaching is going to align with um, Jesus is greater. Okay? So that's what we're going to be doing that. Now, um, the big question I've gotten regarding my sabbatical, am I in trouble? Um, <laughs> Steve, I think that's probably better answered than, um, um, my, not to my awareness that I'm in trouble. Um, I know that the sabbatical was something that I didn't come up with. Um, when we did the elder retreat in November, Christy and I came back um, on that early Sunday morning to teach on Sunday morning. And the elders stayed for another day. And um, this is something, and this was their brainchild. So now they get to talk about it. Yeah. Um this is not, uh, so first of all, let me just clarify. Scott is not in any way in trouble. Uh, he is not being disciplined or sent away to, uh, um, you know, for, think about what he did. Yeah. <coughs> Wear the little hat. <laughs> uh, so, so um, uh, yes, this is, and I think that we're going to talk maybe a little bit to the elder retreat. But we, we did have a, an elder retreat with uh, elders' wives. And uh, it really gave us a chance to, um, you know, just in a more relaxed se uh, setting, get to know each other a little bit better. And, um, and that was really needed. And as an outgrowth of that, we started realizing, you know, we've had Scott under a tremendous amount of pressure. We've gone through a lot of changes together. And it was time for him to take a little break. And it's also a time for nervous people like me to step up and uh, we're going to have an interesting time. And, and we really think this is the Holy Spirit leading us so that the elders are going to do the preaching schedule through um, the rest of Acts. Well, is it all the way to the end of Acts? Yeah, almost to the end of Acts. And um, I've never preached before, so it's going to be interesting. I will ask for your patience. Um, but uh, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it's a growth opportunity for all of us. And, and so we're really trusting in the Lord to lead us on this. Scott and Christy need to break uh, and be with their family and, and do some things that they need to do. And, and uh, so it's, it's yeah, it's, there's, there's, this is all good. Uh, it's, a, it's a happy time. So uh, we, we're asking for the Lord to, to bless their time and, and to guide us as we, we go through the series. And we hope you all don't, uh, you know, decide that we're a bunch of goof-offs and uh, leave. <laughs> um, we, again, I ask you for your patience because I've never preached before. I could get up and talk about batteries, but, you know, that would be kind of boring. So, okay, back to you, Scott. Um, yeah, so um, I'm already planning on this. It's going to sound weird to some of you, but I'm, uh, week, I'm already scheduled at St. Catharines in St. Idaho for a week in a monastery. 
to be in stillness and quiet and prayer. Um, going away, my wife and I are hoping to go away to a four-day intensive with Francis Chan in San Francisco um, to go together. We, we can't even remember the last time we got to do spiritual training together, um, and so we're really excited about that. Um, also, we've got a f some family trips planned in there. Um, so yeah, we, it's going to be a real intentional time for us. And we believe also really intentional time. Your, your elders have done a really faithful job in studying the text. I have been meeting with them um, over the text that they're going to preach and going through the ins and outs of it, the who's, what's, when's, why's, and they are really faithfully studying the text and really want to be diligent in presenting what God and the Holy Spirit are laying upon their hearts through the text to you. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, and so um, I've encouraged them to manuscript means to write down their sermons um, and so they may get up here and read the sermons I've encouraged that because these guys aren't professional speakers um, and so um, they really want to be faithful to the text and so uh, I'm really excited to hear and see how um, this goes um, but they are already kind of getting a lot of feedback that they're, they've grown a lot um, because it's one thing to study the text in your personal devotional time but when you have to stand up and deliver a message about the text in front of a lot of people, it takes your study to a whole other level and you're impacting your own heart with that text as well. So I'm very excited for them, and I'm very excited for them to stand up and, and to lead this congregation because being a pastor is way more than delivering a sermon on Sunday mornings. Uh, I know that the, you know, the run of the joke is <coughs> I work one hour a week. Um, we, uh, we did our last elder meeting in... 40 minutes? Yeah. 40 minutes. Uh, um, we did our last elder meeting, and we went through my responsibilities. And, and so it took about two and a half hours to go through my responsibilities and for the elders to hand them off and take them on. Um, and that's what really what's going to be really good is they're going to get to lead our congregation in a lot of the other aspects of ministry as well. And you're going to get to see them in that leadership position, and that's going to be very, very helpful and very, very healthy because this isn't about me. And if this church is about me, we're going to fail. I have a lot of weaknesses. Um, but if it's about the plurality of elders and, and us leading this body together, we're going to look a lot more like Jesus. And that's who we want to look like. So I'm um, really excited for this time for the elders to, to lead this congregation um, and lead it well. So any questions regarding sabbatical? All right. Okay. Um, so... Um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds um, it sounds cold and harsh, but um, if I recognize your number, I'm going to let it go to voicemail. Okay, um, and if I don't recognize your number, it's still going to voicemail because I'm getting robocalls like crazy. Um, you know what those are, right? You, you know, yeah, you're all getting them too. Um, and so, yeah, uh, please call the elders if there's anything going on. If there is a death, and I think that's the one thing. If there's a death in our church family. Um, Paul's made me, like, we're not planning on Paul going anywhere, but he's made me basically take an oath out on, my, on the lives of my children that I'll be there in my dress blues for his service. So, um, <clears throat> but, um, no, if there's something major, we'll definitely be, be back for that. But ultimately, we want um, y'all to lean into the elders and trust them, okay? But most importantly, trust God, okay? God's got this church body, and God's moving it and directing it. And so we're trusting God during this time. So, um, yeah, I will not be reachable. I will be still involved in my life, my life group, 
Um, we will not be disconnecting from our life group. Um, that'll still be in our connection. We're going to be attending Grace City Church in Wenatchee. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we'll be going down there for, for, our, for Sunday services because we don't believe that a sabbatical is disconnecting from God um, or disconnecting from the church family. Um, so we're going to be a part of the broader church family by going down there and being ministered to by some of my friends down there. So, yes, you, you won't reach me. Sounds terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you're not the you're not the only one, Curtis. John, I see that hand in the back there. <laughs> What's that? Yes, John, you can still borrow my tools. <laughs> John has the code to my garage. He, he doesn't even need to ask. <clears throat> Put that uh, pressure on the life group. <laughs> <laughs> 
take himself to that point where he can focus on study, focus on his relationship with God, focus on his family. Yeah, won't well, give me a microphone. Good deal. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that Scott's going to have enough time uh, letting go. At least that's been my personal experience after leaving a, um, a position that I was at for 43 years. So uh, um, there's no need to be codependent with that because that's what I say. Let him go. The elders are also uh, across the board nervous about having to fill that gap for that. So we're praying like crazy that we could be enough in Christ's grace for that because, uh, yeah, it's a special role. That's great. Thanks, Curtis. And I and I and I think that uh, the notion of having a life group, maybe, maybe somebody in the life group can do a little video and send it out to everybody. Um, you know, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Any other comments on, on that? Scott, did you have anything else you wanted? Okay. Um, moving right along. Um, uh, elder report, uh, you can read that. Uh, Tom Buell put this together for us. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> maybe one of, the, one of the things is 
Uh, at the start of uh, 2018, uh, we, we wanted to grow the elder board in size, and we've done that. Uh, and uh, uh, as it says here, we started out 2018 with only four active elders, and um, uh, that was actually one below the requirement of our constitution. And at the, at the end of 2018, we're back up to eight, and we're voting on John today. Um, and in addition to that, uh, we've really added to our deacon board. And so uh, um, uh, those people have been added. I don't think we have them named here. Uh, but uh, missions, finance, Christian education, membership, music, and gathering and the, and the mercy team. Uh, we'll probably talk about deacons later. I don't, um, I don't, I'm not sure, but do we want to just re re review the, the deacons at this point? Can you help me out, Scott? Sure. Um, so Colleen, I think, was the first this last year to come on as a Sunday gathering. So we did it again. Uh, so Colleen's been doing just a fantastic. Okay, understand we've moved twice. Okay, and, and Everybody remember that? <laughs> um, and so as we've transitioned through, we've had to have teams that have filled in from, from greeting to chair set up. Do you remember that during the six-month transition there? We both blocked it out from our we, yeah. We're blocking it out. That's right. Um, but Colleen was the person that just took those teams on and said, you know, let me come alongside of you and, and support you by putting these teams together and making sure people were showing up every Sunday to do set up. And they just did a phenomenal job and still doing that phenomenal job for our coffee and communion, our greeters, um, and also our inclement weather teams. Um, and just thank you, Colleen, so much. Um, uh, Clarissa and John came on, um, Deacon Deaconess, for our youth, and I believe that was this year, um, and they've stepped up and they're still working through the ins and outs of basically restarting the youth program for Livingstone. And so that's, that's in, the, in the works as well. Um, we have our, our Mercy and Care team, Joan and Dave Colby are now in Idaho. Um, and so Kathy Iyer and Peggy Harkey both stepped up. You want to raise your hands there? And, uh, and they're doing an amazing job. They're, if you've been in the hospital or if you've gotten a card or if you do an anniversary or birthday, um, that's all comes from the Mercy Care team, supporting them, um, keeping the elders informed of, you know, hey, you need to go visit this folks, they need some community, so making sure that things stay on our radar screens, and they've been just huge support, loving. We've had two deaths in our congregation this year, and our Mercy Care team was just rock stars, loving on our folks and being present, and, and help us love each other well, and they're doing that so, so well, and we really, really appreciate them. Um, we also have had a person that isn't serving in a deacon deaconess capacity. He's probably going to throw something at me from the very back of the room. But um, Kyle Pierre and Laura Pierre um, moved to Tri Cities, and with Kyle, Kyle's been doing the finances of LSC before I got here. Um, and so I don't know how much before I got here, but for quite a long time. So I'm guessing 10 years. Would you would that be oh a yeah. good estimate? Yeah. And and so just done a phenomenal job. And Linda O'Brien has stepped into his place and is helping us with our finances and making sure that we don't go to jail. And Christy's pointing at her because I don't have her raise her hand because, again, I don't want her to throw things at me. <laughs> and, uh, but, Linda, thank you so much for stepping into that role, and that's a huge help for us as well. Um, and, and, and I am hoping, if I'm, am I missing elders, deacon, deaconesses, am I missing anybody from this year? Jennifer, Jennifer in missions. Where's Jen? Where you at? Raise your hand in the back. Jen in missions. Um, and so she decided she was like, missions is not doing enough, so we're doing a short-term trip. So. Um, put that into the works, and so that's very exciting. Also, getting in contact with our missionaries, which, you know, since I've been pastor here, that I've not done a great job at, um, and we're 
doing, we're starting to do a better job, and we want to make sure that we continue to do that. So we're looking for our life groups to begin to um, adopt a missionary so that our life group is staying in contact with the missionary. So understanding that missions just isn't to our community, but it's to the world. Um, so keeping that in, in a mindset. So I believe that is all of them. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah, she's our uh, she's our person in charge of uh, voting and uh, membership and adult ministries. And now she's taking on the prayer chain because um, Laura Peer was doing our prayer chain, um, and Karen Webb, long time before that, was doing it. Karen and Don, and then they had to transition it out, and then um, Linda Bowes as well is now doing that for us. Absolutely, uh, and so that falls up underneath uh, Kelsey Bordner, who's our, also our deaconess of children's ministries. Um, you notice I'm mentioning a lot of ladies' names, guys. Just saying, okay. <laughs> Just saying, mentioning a lot of ladies' names here. We, we need a little bit more male leadership. Just, just saying. Um, but yeah, and so yes, Christy. Stephanie Anderson also is one. I, I was I was just trying to stick to the the deacon and deaconesses that were new this year, but yeah, but Stephanie is also our deaconess of, yeah. of music and has been for a very long time. Um, yes, she's right there. I'm here. She's right there. <laughs> so I, I think now we got all the deacon deaconesses covered. Another oh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Was there another question? Okay, so I think we've uh, I think we've talked through that uh, uh, the first part. I mean, we're still uh, <clears throat> uh, gather, go, give, grow, and we're uh, we're looking forward to a lot of growth, you know, as we learn these new roles, and so it's it's great. Um, God is stretching us. Uh, the membership report. Um, I apologize. We got some edits here. Uh, at the end of December. There were t 92 members of Livingstone Church, and I missed some of the ones that were added uh, in 2018. Jeannie Steiner should be added, and Tim and Jessica, is it Kuzan? Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Okay. So I'm and the Wares. And the Wares. Okay. See, I did, I'm just falling all down here. All right. Any, anything else that I missed there? Yeah, do you want? Um, with the Buells leaving, and I'm sure, well, I'm assuming everybody's aware, Steve is um, officially the chair of the, our elders board this year, and the Buells are, um, I don't know, I think officially, is it, they're. He's coming back to preach. Oh, well, you'll, we'll see Tom again uh, when he fills the pulpit. That's exciting. Um, but just, just. We can move on, but just if we can take a moment and pray, pray for them um, in their move. And yeah, especially because Tom's got uh, the flu or something. He was actually going to come to this meeting mm -hmm. and kind of do a handoff from 2018 to 2019, but, but he's just not feeling well. So, yeah, pray for Tom. So it, would you pray for me, with me for the Buells? Yeah. God, with gratitude for the years that we've had 
come and reach with us. We come before you and ask you to bless them. But you already have blessed them. You've anointed them with your Holy Spirit. You've allowed them to be winsome and sweet and encouraging and in our midst and helpful. Thanks for their addition to the body here, their willingness to serve. Uh, and though you're moving them somewhere else, their sadness and joy at the same time. And so we just simply say, please go before them as their good shepherd. Stay with them, with Ruth and Tom both and all this um, getting older and everything they're struggling with. Help them continue to be a light in this earth for your gospel. Please allow them, as long as they have breath, to win others to you. Thanks for, for the gift of them and the time we've had them. God, praise you for them. And, and as we already said, just continue, please, to move through them for your, for your glory. Amen. Okay, move on to uh, adult Christian education. Um, uh, there have been ladies and men's Bible studies. Uh, uh, ladies, you can read this, but I'll just touch the highlights. Uh, uh, ladies Bible study wrapped up a study of Acts in May, and uh, that began in March, and they're now in John, uh, starting in September. Um, uh, Dennis and Tom uh, also began a study of the Gospel of John in September. We're kind of taking a pause on both of that through the holidays and the winter, and we'll resume in March. Uh, Bible, stu Bible Study Fellowship uh, started in Chelan, and um, uh, so um, Nicole Hunter is the district leader in Wenatchee, and then there's satellite leaders uh, in Chelan, Leavenworth, um, Plain, Cashmere, and a couple of online ones. And uh, so here in Chelan, Amy Simpson has been the, the satellite leader. Uh, they meet um, here in the upper room. Oh, there's also a Hispanic group that's, that's uh, in this study. And um, uh, they're meeting on Wednesdays. And uh, did, I say, did I say it wrong? Thursday, Thursday nights. And uh, this year the in-depth study is called The People of the Promised Land Going Through Joshua, Ruth, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles. And then another thing that's really part of CE, I, we didn't normally have this in here, but uh, I really thought it was appropriate to mention the sermon chat. Scott already talked about this once, but the elders are getting together with Scott weekly to review the, the sermon, give our insight if we have any. Uh, it's an opportunity to uh, really learn more in depth. I don't know if everybody realizes, but Scott actually goes to the uh, original languages and does his own translation, works through it. Uh, and Scott has said, and let me paraphrase, uh, that that helps him really cement it in his mind to do that translation process. He gives us all that. You know, I can't read the Greek and all that, but uh, I see that it's there. And, and, uh, and so then, then we have a discussion about it, and, and Scott does the who, what, when, why, where, um, and I'm trying to learn how this is all going to go toward someday in March. I'm going to preach, but I'll try to follow that same pattern. And uh, it's, it's really a, I don't know how to say this. I've been in Bible studies for years, but this is just a whole additional depth uh, to it. So it's, it's really, um, for me anyway, uh, it's an eye-opener. Um, John, do you want to talk in, about adult Sunday school uh, a little bit? Um. 
we do adult Sunday school after church every week. Thank you. <laughs> now that's the kind of brevity we're looking for. Amy, Amy told me I get kind of wordy, so I was just trying to keep it to the facts. Um, so we, when I was asked to lead the class, I approached Scott and asked him if that was okay and that if it was okay that we just follow along with the sermon topic of each Sunday. So after Scott is done, service is over, we get together downstairs and we talk about Scott mostly. No, <laughs> sorry. Um, we talk about the passage, the Bible, biblical text and expand on the message and um, we average about 18 people per Sunday and it's just been awesome. I would say I prepare the outline and then we never use it because the Holy Spirit takes over and everybody tends to walk away feeling so much more empowered by what the Holy Spirit said to them than what I could have led them in. It's just been a blessing and an awesome time. All right. Um, youth, um, John or Clarissa, you want to speak to that just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're still trying to figure out what the youth program looks like here at LSC. Um, but the kids have been helping with communion, and that's super fun to see kids like Noah Hunter just jump up and Catherine and um, just be so ready to help serve um, the body. Tonight, uh, to kind of tie in with our call to prayer, a few of the youth and John and myself are going to go walk around the school and pray for their school. Um and then feed them some pizza. So that's kind of cool just to tie into our call to prayer and help them be able to pray for something that's close or pray for something that's close to their hearts. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep it up. There's a hand.
Thanks, Clarissa. Yeah. Uh, children's ministry, ministry uh, Kelsey put this together. I think uh, people know we have Kidville uh, during uh, Sunday mornings, and uh, uh, you can read that there. Um, uh, Kelsey does a fabulous job, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, Kelsey's also looking for volunteers to help with the kiddos, um, so if you can, uh, uh, you're welcome to serve. Uh, Kids Rock, um, that's led by Dina. I think we talked about that earlier today, and um, uh, Rock is reaching out for Christ's kingdom, um, and each week they learn about the life of Jesus, and you can read that there. Um, it's, uh, it's an important part of the children. Uh, education. And then uh, VBS, uh, this last year we did it, um, we, we joined up, uh, as Scott says, linked shields with, uh, with other churches in the valley. And, uh, and th that was really fun. It was exciting. It was over at the NAS. And uh, uh, it, was a, it was just a lot of fun. Um, 125 kids came to that. And, and it was also a chance to kind of unify Christians in the valley a little bit. So it was, it was great. And there's several pictures of, of that in there. Okay, Mercy Care. Um, um, Peggy or Kathy, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So Mercy, Mercy and Care Ministry has been around since 2014. And you can read a lot of what has happened uh, with Mercy Care in the annual report. But I wanted to specifically talk to you about what Mercy Care is all about. And it's loving on one another. Whether it be just showing love through sending a card of encouragement, sending text messages, emails, hugging one another, being a presence to someone who needs it. That's what loving is all about. It's laughing together, it's crying together, spending time with one another, maybe taking a meal to somebody and sharing it with them. It just makes such a difference in people's lives. So yes, we do the coordinating, um, communicating who's in the hospital, who's in recovery, who's really sick, who's at home. I mean, there's a lot of things we do, but the most important thing we do is we love one another. And so I just wanted to ask if any of you have love in your heart and you want to join us, we are open to new members to our team and would enjoy having you join us. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. And uh, it's probably uh, good to read uh, down toward the bottom of that page, uh, Galatians 6, uh, 2, 9 to 10. Bear one another's burdens and thereby, thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have the opportunity... Let us do good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith.
Sure. Thanks, Lois. Is Cindy here? Cindy? Yeah, you want to talk to uh, Missional Living a little bit, Cindy? We're excited about um, how we can live out the great commandments of loving God and loving others and the Great Commission. And we at Livingstone Church have decided um, that we're called, at least I know our family's called, and others have felt the same way. We're called to live that out through life groups. Um, and what that looks like is people gathering together as family, serving others, being missional, and getting to know whether it's neighbors or friends or whoever God's put into your path. And hopefully, as we grow together, we're learning to do that together um, as we reach out to people. So we have a new leadership team that's been put together. Karen is on it with us, and Scott, and then also Marianne Gold and Lindsay Southard. Um, so if you guys are interested in learning more, either about the leadership team or about starting a life group or about joining a life group, um, we really believe that that's what God's called us to do. So we'd love to have you be part of that and watch. Um, you've probably heard lots of stories. I feel like there's even been stories today. Scott's talked about his life group. Other people have talked about it. I know Luke was referring to that earlier this morning about how that is changing people's lives through people joining around as family. Um, so would ask you to consider joining a life group. If you have any questions, you can certainly talk to me, and I'd be happy to answer anything. And so Cindy is, we've just formed this team. Um, Cindy's a very busy person. She's also the president of Thrive um, in the Valley, um, and so she's um, been very careful before she has said yes to jump in the deep end, um, becoming a deaconess of our, our missional, our life groups. Um, and so she's continuing to pray about that. So continue to pray about that with her, that God would twist her arm and, 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 and open up her schedule. <laughs> um, but she's been a phenomenal leader. Um, and, and so uh, I didn't mention her earlier, but I want to mention her now. Um, and she's serving in that leadership capacity for us because that's something that's been lacking with our life groups is having a clear direction into them, a clear direction who's, how many life groups got who's in them, and then uh, beginning to put an accountability piece to them. So... Um, yeah, so thank you, Cindy. Yeah, thanks, Cindy. Okay, um, uh, you can kind of see where I'm going on this. I'm having the, the people uh, that know most about it actually come up and talk or talk from where you are. So, Jen, could I get you to talk?
Well, I um, want to say two things before I dive in. First of all, Colleen and Curtis, I know you guys love Scott deeply, and if I said anything that was disparaging or felt bad, I am sorry, because I know you love him deeply. And the second thing is, um, here I have, as our missions team, Tabitha and Luke, and um, the fact that I put Luke's name second does not mean that he is any less than Tabitha there, okay? So, yeah. So, um, so this year I actually have had the privilege to um, kind of organize our missions team again. Most of the stuff we're working on has been stuff that has been in the making for years um, before um, me getting involved. Um, one of the things we're doing is Tabitha is actually leading us through a book called Serving as Senders that we're hoping to get into the church library after we finish reading it. Um, it's a lot about how, or yeah, Serving as Senders. It's a lot about how even if we're not in Africa or Cambodia or some remote corner of the world, how we can encourage our missionaries who are. Um, and it, we have a group of missionaries here at Livingstone that we've supported for years, both locally and globally. One of the purposes of that short-term trip is to encourage them and to find out what are they, you know, what are they doing? Because really the best way to know that is to walk um, with them in their shoes for a, for a few days. Um, we're excited to have Tom and Luke leading that. Um, Young Life has a new staff lead, David Epperson, um, and he is adding on to that work that um, Clarissa and John and Kathy um, and their students have been working on for a long time um, as well. So we're excited about that. They're actually going to winter camp in a couple weeks. So if you guys want to be praying for that, taking a group of probably 10 to 20 kids. Um, and I think you guys are well aware of um, Tom and Ellen Dunbar's ministry. And a lot of you play a significant role in that. I've seen Bob bringing students um, over the past few weeks. Um, and then... I guess I am kind of adopting as our mission um, a lot of what um, the youth and the kids are doing. Our missions to uh, VBS have been uh, important. Uh, life groups are adopting. I've asked some life groups to adopt uh, one of our global missionaries. And so most of the life groups have done that or are in the process of doing that. And so you can look forward this year if, if we have a missionary who is in uh, the Philippines, you can look forward to their life group um, sharing a little bit about that um, and about them. So you can look forward to seeing their representation and um, their senders up here. And if any of you feel like I'd like to be involved in encouraging a missionary, just let me know. Thanks, Jen. All right. Okay, finances. So... Um, While everybody's turning to that page, um, so so uh, if you if you look first at the income statement, uh, you'll see that our total income was two hundred and five, three fifty five seventy nine, and our total expense was just over two hundred thousand dollars. So the difference between those is what we call the net income, even though we're a nonprofit, uh, of five thousand two hundred forty nine dollars and ninety eight cents. Um, so we're uh, managing and spending within our means. So um, uh, the, um, if you look at the assets, uh, this is what we have um, uh, in assets. 
the total current assets, including the building fund, is 682,857,06. And you can see the major portion of that is what's in the building fund, 620,515. So our total assets are 682,857,06. And, um, and that's our total liabilities and equity. We don't have any other liabilities. We don't have a loan, uh, anything like that. Any questions about that? That it is the value of the property is not included in this, and we we have value in that property, which is what about six hundred and twenty thousand. So in terms of of uh, total equity, uh, if we were to re uh, uh, list the property out at the um, by Walmart, it would be about one uh, one point two million. That property plus the 682. Okay, one of the things uh, the inner engineer in me wanted to look at was, well, what's our trend? Uh, so that's the next page. Uh, I went back, <coughs> or this is uh, a summary of five years. I looked at 2014 this morning. It's about the same as 2015. So for um, um, uh, 2015 and 2016, our budget was uh, $240,000. And then in 2017, it dropped to 220,000. 2018, it was about the same. And then in 2018, the total giving was about 200,000. So our budget for 2019 is about 200,000, 200, just, just barely under it. So that's the trend. Um, you know, some people have left the valley, um, and that's probably reflective of this. Uh, but uh, it is a little bit, um, well, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't want to make any huge conclusion out of it. But the trend has been down a little bit. So um, we pray that going forward, uh, what we're doing is the right thing, that we are... Um, like in Acts, we're praying first. We're seeking the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will then act and we'll go forward. And so uh, we uh, plan to grow following the Holy Spirit. Have I said it? Anybody else any got any comments on that? Okay, thoughts, questions? All right. I mean, there's a whole piece in here on why do we give and why should we budget. Uh, you can read that. I don't know that um, that would be the best use of our time for me to just read through that. Scott, unless you have a different thought on that. You, um, but, <laughs> but please read that. I mean, uh, um, you know, like Scott said today, I mean, everything is God's. Um, and uh, what we have is God's, and, you know, uh, we are to steward that. So every person has to, has to do that individually. That's what, what uh, I mean, we all have to live as well, but uh, uh, we're not supposed to hold so dearly that we, that we uh, 
neglect the, the body. Um, why give? I'll just read it here. First of all, we are called to do so by Scripture. The Holy Spirit says through Paul in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. The must here is not, it's must, it's not an option. Sir. I might want to include, um, I don't think the decline in the budget and, and the giving towards the general fund is an indicative of our church body. Um, this church body has stepped up and, and Reuben needed a lot of help. And this church body gave very generously to help out with that. Um, the Encounter Jesus Fund, um, you know, we're, we're like $30,000 over that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so this, this, I don't think that that says that, oh, this church doesn't give. And so if you're like new to this body or visiting with us or getting to know us, this, this body cares for each other's needs. Um, and I have said, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, if it comes from giving money to the general fund or putting meal on the table for someone else, you put meal on the table for someone else. That's, that's, that's how we're going to function. God will take care of salaries, electricity. God's going to do that, okay? And it was really clear in this text this morning that we studied that God uses his body to care for each other's needs. And so let's care for each other's needs, okay? Um, and we do give to the general fund as part of our being members of this church and all that. But I just, I just really wanted to let you know that I don't think that that, because sometimes charts can be kind of cold, right? Just factual, right? But it doesn't give the full story of who, who this body is. And I think this body is a very loving and very giving and a very generous body. Carry on. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and, and again, I tend to probably get kind of, you know, too focused on numbers, and uh, um, so, and I'll just, let me just expand on that just a little bit. Um, uh, caring for, for each other. Our, our life group this year has really um, um, kind of been going through that, right, Lois? We, uh, Bill um, got sick and, and passed before in November, uh, uh, another we have we have uh, neighbors who are members of our life group. They don't attend here, and uh, uh, they uh, uh, he lost his brother. Uh, they had some horrible family problems that uh, we kind of walked through with them. Um, so you know we're doing that. We're we're going through life together, and uh, and then we're sharing each other's joys too. So it's not all just. Uh, tough stuff. It's, it's fun, too. I mean, we've had a few steak dinners, haven't we, Lois? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a hand. in need. I mean, this is this is a caring, loving, giving body. And so, yeah. We're trying to walk through life together. 
Uh, and we don't do it perfectly, you know. Uh, but we're open about it, and we're open to correction. <laughs> so, um, I think there was a thought, and it's already over by Spokane somewhere. I think. Let's see. Um, I think that's the bulk of the business meeting. Um, Tammy, do you have anything for us? Okay. So we can we can do the little ceremony here where uh, John stands up and sits down over here. <laughs> so welcome to the elder board, John. You want to be uh, chairman? <laughs> okay. So let's transition over to um, the building or to encounter Jesus. So. John, that video should just play. So if you'd play that video, and then Darren's going to come up and talk with us a little bit. Oh. Is there should be sound? Oh, hold on. He's coming. some very brave pioneering individuals came here. This particular place was part of the Evans family. As they handed up this particular valley, they saw a place that they could call home. I'm not saddened by seeing this building falling down, but rather I'm challenged. Each brick was handmade. It's very humbling and it's very mind-blowing to think about the hard work and the effort that it took to create this beautiful homestead. So I look at these bricks and I think about what was created here. As a pastor, I can't help but think about what if our church family got the vision like the Evans family did to build a homestead and we caught that same vision and we got excited about creating a spiritual home so that people can encounter Jesus Christ as they meet us working together for God's kingdom work. Each brick necessary, each brick purposeful. I'm asking us to, to think about and to begin to pray about how we can give to this work and, and see the new land that we have purchased, a future of people being ministered to there people being drawn in to, to encounter Jesus Christ in that place and how we can use that place for God's glory. This is about God's kingdom work being accomplished through living stones, through, through us, through God's people, for God's kingdom and glory. Can we grasp that vision together as a church family? Can we get excited about meeting others where they're at and building a spiritual home where others can encounter Jesus?
Encounter Jesus is not about building a building that will last forever, but building a home where people can join God's family, which does last forever. watched that video probably 25 times and every time I watch that video it just pulls out my heart um, I'm glad that we had that opportunity to get that video made Scott uh, it sends messages in so many different directions uh, and so when we get together and get to discuss uh, the new building it um, it's with strength and courage that we proceed on and, and march through this. I want to make sure that we're all clear that there is good news. Uh, the good news, um, I hope you hear it, I hope you feel it, and I hope you see it. Um, are we moving slides? Oh, great, there we go. So I tried not to, so when I did my Encounter Jesus uh, campaign with you guys at Family Homes last summer, uh, I had my note cards, I had my iPad, and I had to try to remember all this stuff, and I thought, well, I didn't get to engage as much as I wanted to. So with Clarissa's help, she um, helped provide this, now I just have to hope I can see in the back, um, some, some reminders of where we want to go on the topic. Um, but first of all, I want to say thank you to the committee members that were part of the Encounter Jesus Building Campaign uh, project. This was a group of men who came together, who came together to... Uh, express their knowledge, uh, share their um, experiences, and um, keep us organized and thoughtful of the purpose of why we're doing this. Uh, I, want a special, I want to say a special thank you to Paul McNally. I missed a phone call from him a couple weeks ago, and I still can't, haven't been able to get a hold of him. So Paul's a very special man, and I, I, um, I want to make sure we all know uh, Paul's efforts in this process over the last year have been um, exceedingly strong. His passion for us, his passion for his Lord, um, his passion for his wife um, is, is very special to know. Um, we go to... We go to uh, the apple cup for breakfast on Friday mornings. And uh, he always tells a lady he wants two patties of his, but he calls it pancakes. He doesn't want three, he wants two patties. And he, uh, he tells everybody that, you know, his wife's patty and he wants his pat. He wants, he wants patty sausages. He doesn't want the round sausages, he wants the flat patties. He wants patties. So anyway, uh, I wanna say also thank you to Scott uh, as our uh, senior uh, pastor in our group. Uh, he brings to us uh, the wisdom of the Bible so that he can help keep us on track and on target with our purpose. Um, Bob Sorensen, most of you don't know. Uh, Bob came from John's uh, experience back in Bellevue, if I remember right, at the church that they were at in Bellevue. 
And uh, Bob Sorensen has been instrumental in helping guide us with plans that could potentially be used. He gives the vision from John. I'll get to him in a minute. He gets the vision from John and then puts something together on paper so that we can begin to understand what that, what that space could look like. Um, and, you know, in our, in, our, in our circle of friends and family here, uh, we have outside people that have con con contributed to this process uh, with, with, with very little expectations in return, if any. And we need to be very grateful and very honored that they feel the power uh, to do these things uh, for God. Uh, we're the beneficiary of it here, but it's not for us. It's for a bigger reason for them individually. Uh, and then we get to, uh, to get to John. Um, John, you've been super instrumental, instrumental in being able to keep this design plan focused on what our needs are in our community, how the space should look. Uh, um, the layout of it so that it's functional and it moves um, in, a, in, in the best possible way that we can see fit for today and tomorrow. Our goals were not to come up with something that we get stuck in. Uh, we want this space to be able to be something that we can move into and grow and expand over time. And I think with the design plans, with uh, Bob and John's uh, uh, input and their knowledge and their background, uh, we've uh, been able to put something on paper that accomplishes that as well. Uh, Dave Harkey, uh, Dave Harkey, I tell you what, uh, this body of, of, of our, our church is truly blessed to have Peggy and Dave. We hear all about Peggy, but let me just tell you that, that um, Dave's in that same household and, and we are very, very blessed to have, have Dave. Uh, I know a story about Dave. I'll embarrass you just a tad bit. I didn't even know this man, and a friend of mine was building a house, and I remembered hearing the story about this builder who came over, looked at some soffits, and thought, nope, tear it out, do it again. His, his borrower, his client didn't ask for it. Dave went. It wasn't to his satisfaction, and he asked, on his own dime, tore it out and redid it, and it's not a small house. And so I didn't even know Dave, but that told me his integrity. And um, you, you don't get that if you don't have the word of God behind you and you don't support that. Uh, you, most builders, I work with a lot of builders. There's a lot of really good ones out there, but they have a process. They just got to get through one house to the next. The little details, they could, they could easily pass by and just keep moving, but, but Dave didn't. Um, we're grateful to have Dave. He knows a lot about construction. Uh, he's got connections, relationships already established in this valley that are priceless. And, 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 and Dave brings a level of expertise that if we didn't have him, this would really cost us probably 15% more in cost, probably 15 to 20% more in cost without Dave's knowledge and experience and our big brother looking over all the numbers to make sure we're being protected. So thank you, Dave, for that. Um, and then myself, the presenter, well, that's all you really get is just me being a presenter, right? Uh, we won't waste too much time there. But Clarissa Steiner was just absolutely fantastic. She uh, sat with me uh, for several hours to go through our presentation, uh, put the slideshow together, do a little bit of extracurricular activity out at our property. Uh, thank you, Clarissa, for that. So one of the things we all look for, I've heard this in a sermon, uh, a sermon many, uh, many months, maybe even a few years ago, is like, why do these people help? What's the draw? What's the reason? 
And after speaking with a few of our, um, of our uh, committee members, uh, it was clear to me that it wasn't for anything other than uh, the duty that they felt to their God to serve. Uh, God has given all of us unique gifts. Some of us are still trying to figure out what they are, uh, but others, it's clearly identified. And uh, for those reasons, I strongly believe, and the Bible tells us, that they are being dutiful, dutiful to the gifts that were given upon them um, by our God. And so for them to give back is, is um, for them individually, it's a requirement. It's a requirement for them to fulfill the gospel and to give back to God what God gave to them. Uh, for those reasons, I have no doubt that we've got the right people in play. Um, and and that comes from the Bible. The words are there, and then they've come up and, and, and offered. So I will pitch that any other area within our body of, belief, a body of church, whether it's the missionary program, Jen, the Mercy Care, the Kids Rock, Kidville, if you have a gift, I encourage you to give that back to that area that you specialize in. Uh, and it could be playing with kids at VBS. Glenn left. There he is. It could be simple things. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. Um, next slide. Oh, boy. I can't see that one. <laughs> oh, there we go. So I, I did a little research. Um, you know, when I was talking about our, 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 our members that are giving back, I pulled up a scripture. It reads, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very word of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So there's a story about two carpenters in the Bible um, that had the power and the gift. And uh, when I read this scripture, um, it really put Dave and John in a bad spot because if they read that scripture, even if they didn't want to help, they'd have to help. <laughs> uh, so Bezazel and Oliab, what did he say that, Scott? Oh, Oholiab, Oholiab. And every skilled person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry out all of the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Aholilab, Aholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. Was I correct? If you read that, you'd go walking. Uh, that was the request from our Lord. So how did we get here? Well, how did we get here? Or how did we get to the middle school or the elementary school? Because um, we've moved a few places to get us to where we are right here. Um, the sale of our uh, uh, lakeside property, uh, that in itself is a fantastic story. Um, there is lots of ways of twisting this, but... The Holy Spirit has led us. The Holy Spirit put these thoughts in our minds three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. The Holy Spirit has led us to um, 
the vote that we made to sell the church. The Holy Spirit helped us understand that that would restrict any growth that we could celebrate uh, in this valley uh, with, with, uh, with uh, our duty as members to go out and speak and share the, share the gospel and help grow our community church. So that location uh, spoke to us in many ways. Uh, I will also point out that my son and a lot of a few other people in this congregation, their, their kids go to the school that's there now. It could have been anything, but it is a really, really cool elementary school, and we are grateful and blessed that that school is here in our community, in our valley, to offer uh, to all kids. I will also say that it cost that school over $100,000 to put in sprinkler systems. We should have had sprinkler systems, okay? We should have had a foundation under that sanctuary that was safe, and you start adding up the dollars, and it is, uh, who, uh, we all think, I mean, there's some numbers that we got that told us why we needed to sell that building. Now, does it work for the school? Yes. Could it have worked for us? Temporarily. But it isn't a long-term fix. It's perfect for the school. It's perfect for uh, the small building businesses that are up in the upstairs in the preschool. It, it works great. They've met all the safety factors. And the sanctuary is now a gym. And that gym is used by our community. So let's be thankful that that school is there. Let's be thankful that that's who's using our old home. And let's continue to move forward with our new plans and our new ideas. Um, and with that, um, uh, it says uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a verse in the Bible. And it, it, it's referring to listening to the Holy Spirit. Um, I hope we do it well. I really do. I hope that our good news today is felt, seen, and heard. And I hope that the good news for you is listening to the Holy Spirit and hear him and hear exactly what he's really asking us to do in our hearts. He replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. The Holy Spirit talks to us. We need to obey it. So, the lookout property. We'll just kind of narrow this down into a really simple process. Um, it was a great buy, but it was an impossible buy. There was nothing that worked. Paul McNally spent hours that turned into weeks, that turned into months, talking to every single city council or city planner, developer, planner, utility people. I mean, every step of the way, Paul McNally uncovered every rock. Paul McNally listen to the Holy Spirit. Paul McNally came to Scott and the elders and said, this isn't going to work. The reality is, is a $225,000 purchase price sounds great, but then you've got two hundred and fifty to 300000 even more in simple development to get utilities to the site. Still didn't guarantee everything that we could control as owners of the property. Access was denied by multiple people. Access was granted under certain conditions that we just couldn't meet. So the reality of the lookout was our ability to listen to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, we're going to rest. 
So when we purchased this new property, I'll be the first to admit, I kind of had a little bit of a, wow, (laughs) that's a lot of money. Um, But Apple Blossom Drive, there's a picture of it up above here. And when you think about Apple Blossom Drive compared to the Lookout property, it dawned on me. And and Clarissa's video later will explain to you why. But when you factor in our mission, our goals, our, 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 our strength of our church, our purpose, every single answer is answered at that location. You've got every person in this community probably goes to Walmart. Do you agree? I would agree. Um, we've, got, <laughs> we've got the sports complex right down, right behind the property. We have the new CVCH clinic across the street. We will have the new hospital across the street. We potentially will have, through the voters' approval, a high school next door. Who all is using, who all is you, who all are using? Who all are you, yeah, which one is it? I was gonna let it roll, but it won't. Who, whom all is using those, 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 uh, those, those spaces. They're everybody that we want to see and, 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 and meet and shake hands with and welcome. Our location sitting right there on the corner is touching all of these people. And the location itself, yes, expensive, but it comes with so many less surprises. There's already access. There's already utilities at the sidewalk, right, Dave? Right there at the sidewalk there? Uh, the cost for all of that is mitigated by the purchase price. It's all part of the price of the, home, of the property. So there aren't surprises. Yeah, there's some dirt work. Yeah, there's some requirements. When you deal with building a home, you have to do certain things to the dirt, to the ground, to the water lines, to the rain runoff, the snow runoff. There are requirements that you have to meet, and that does cost a lot of money. There's blacktop money, there's, and then that's not even building yet. So I'm hoping that the good news that you're remembering that I mentioned a few minutes ago is is that we want to hear it, see it, and feel it, and that's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And um, through that, I'm going to present to you Scott, and Scott's going to follow up with the news. Um, I don't know if I've been this nervous to talk to you all since... I don't know, a while. Um, so what's next? We've got this great piece of property. Um, and with that uh, comes a price tag to build of somewhere in the neighborhood of 2.2 to $2.4 million. We've got $600,000. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of money to come up with there. We were sitting in sermon chat this week um, and Steve Furman and Dwight, John Simpson, um, myself, and John, when he shared that that price tag to me, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear a number like that, there was a weight that was just placed upon me, and I'm like, this doesn't feel good. Um,
We've got a calling in this valley to reach the lost. We've got a calling in this valley to go out and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the outermost regions. There are needs in this valley that we need to be prepared to meet. And we began, as we began to talk and have this conversation, it became pretty clear to us that to focus the dollars and efforts of this church towards a massive project like that um, completely um, seems to get in the way of that vision of reaching the lost a little bit. I mean, we could put up a thermometer and we could put up pictures of the new building and every week we could focus our eyes and attention towards that. But I feel in my heart of hearts and the other elders are joining me with me this, that if we do that, we're going to pull our eyes off of instead of going towards the lost and bringing the gospel to them, caring for the needs of our congregation and building up this body of believers, we'll be distracted with the building and we'll be back to where we were when I first got here, where we were about a building and not about a people. And so while the Encounter Jesus Fund and those dollars are there, we're going to leave those designated dollars alone right now. And if, if you want to continue to commit, finish your commitment to the Encounter Jesus, praise God. We'll put that there. But usually what drives a building fund is a, is a church body is blowing out their doors. It's, it's driven by a body of believers that are like, oh, my goodness, we're, we're, things are going gangbusters. We're going two services. We're going three services. We got a huge body of support to support a building fund that will support. I mean, I don't know. We're looking at raising, you know, $1.4, $1.5 million. And, and so if I was to take $1.4, $1.5 and divide it by the households that are currently in our church, yikes. <laughs> right? And I'm, But I'm going, so are we? do we believe God can't do it? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying our focus needs to be the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our focus needs to be growing this body. You see, encounter Jesus, what did we say? It's not about building a building, but it's about building a home where people can meet Jesus Christ and become a part of God's family. I think God was so cool when we were putting that video together. I would love to say or orchestrated that with all intentionality of this, but we're going to still be about encounter Jesus. We're still going to be about building up God's family. And when we're going to two services and three services, but there's a need in this valley that I want to throw out there to us. Right now, the Hispanic community is 50%, and they have two Spanish-speaking places they can gather together. What if, I mean, what if we start praying for and, and asking God for a pastoral family to come here that we get a partner with, and we're Livingstone, and then what's the Spanish of Livingstone? La Pierre de la Vida. Okay, and we become, right? And all of a sudden, we got... Spanish-speaking services taking place. We have English-speaking services taking place. I mean, and if we need to use, we will consult the congregation for this, okay? We're not just going to willy-nilly spend that money. But if we need to use some of that money to bring in a Spanish-speaking pastor to start reaching our Hispanic neighbors and friends, that seems to be more important right now than building a building. Not that building a building is bad, but I've heard mentioned by people. In fact, I got a text message this last week. And it broke my heart because this person said, Livingstone will never succeed as a body of believers without a place to call their own, a building to call their own. 
And I wanted to be like, Acts? What about Acts? The church was going gangbusters, and they didn't have a building of their own. People were coming to faith on the streets. People were coming to faith in homes. Prayer meetings were being conducted all over the place. We don't have to have it. We got this place. The city is very happy to lease it for us. I mean, I look at this, and I'm going, why? Why do we have to turn our mind and our heart towards that? If God provides it, let him provide it, because we are being an obedient people to the call of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we're going to carry the gospel out here, and we're going to go gangbusters. And, and if, guess what, a building comes out of it, great. And if a building never comes out of it, great. A building never defines a people. Never. And I don't want it to start now. We've left that. Let's start a new narrative. Let's start a new story that Livingstone Church is not about building a building that lasts forever, but about building a home where people can meet Jesus Christ and become part of the family of God, and that lasts forever. And this is coming from the building team as well. This isn't just the elders. The building team has said, you know what? Our focus needs to be that. And so that's what we want to turn our focus to. So instead of putting up pictures of possible building outlooks, we're going to put up pictures of something that was special to us. I don't know if you remember, but when we did the first dedication to the property, what did we come out and do? We wrote names on stones. Um, did you play Tom, that? Tom will finally... Um, feel like we, he's getting supported. <laughs> um, no, what we would like to do is, you know, we're going to lean heavily on Tom as we pray about this and as we look at this person coming in because someday Tom and Ellen are going to go be with Jesus, but the worst thing we can ever do is see the ministry he started die with him. We want to see that continue on, and so we believe God has put Tom with us to help identify that person that's going to carry the Hispanic ministry and create a Hispanic church family um, that's going to result from this. And that's been Tom's heart from the beginning, that ESL would lead to a church family rising up, a Hispanic church family. And so um, hopefully Tom's feeling supported and encouraged. When I spoke to him on Friday after we had the sermon chat, um, he, I think he finally said, Scott, it's about time you got on board. Um, so, you know. <laughs> No, I think he's feeling, I think you're, I'm going to speak for you. Amen. <laughs> so we really want to see it uh, blossom and grow, um, and, and we want to be a part of it. I mean, I don't speak Spanish, and, and but you know what? I think it would be so amazing for this church body to support a Hispanic church family and, like, meeting right after each other and crossing over with each other and spending time together and loving on each other and supporting one another. Even though we can't speak the language, we can still love and encourage one another through Jesus Christ. And um, I, I would love to see us do that and do it well. Um, and so I would ask that part of our prayers is start, start praying. Start praying for God to rise up that, that family that will come and, and lead the Hispanic people, that will go and minister to the Hispanic people and love them where they're at and bring Jesus Christ to where they're at. Um, it's, we have two Two Spanish-speaking services for, and they're 50% of the vows. We, 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 we need to answer this call if we're going to say we're really trying to reach the Chilean community. So I'm excited about it. Is it always, you know, a fellow 
Spanish-speaking brother, they get in to preach. And I mean, hey, this is going to be great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's exciting. Yes. So, be careful what you name your campaigns. Um, encounter Jesus. And, and have we encountered Jesus? And I would say continually along the way. Uh, as part of a team of, of men prayerfully considering everything, we continually encounter Jesus. And today, we're encountering Jesus. And we may have our terms on how we would want this body to go forward, but if we truly put our faith and trust in Him and Him alone, then we will encounter Jesus the way He wants us to go, and this community will be encountered by Jesus as a result. Serve us, Lord.